Welcome to the Talk of Fame Network. I got a good deal on those boys. The scout said they showed a lot of promise. With your Hall of Fame voters. Don't act like you're not impressed. Ron Borges. You want to punch me right now, but you won't. Rick Oslin. I don't know what we're yelling about! And Clark Judge. What in God's holy name are you blathering about? On SB Nation Radio. Remember that song? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. It was Albert Hammond, not Leslie Hammond, Albert Hammond with a hit record from 1972. Hey, anyone here? Goose, Ron, anyone here know why we had Derek cue that song? No, enlighten me. <laughs> well. Because you're moving to California? No, I wish it? I were. We're staying here in the Northeast, but uh, apparently Albert Hammond had it right back in 1972. It doesn't rain in Southern California. It pours, and it poured so much this winter, I like the segue, Ron, I that like the it. opening of the Rams and Chargers' new stadium in Englewood has been pushed back from 2019 to 2020. That would be Albert Hammond. Rhymes with genius. The good news It'll give the Rams and Chargers three years to get good before they moved into that stadium because those prices are going to demand good football. The bad news, Chargers are stuck playing in a 30,000-seat soccer stadium for three years. That'll squeeze the books. And worst <laughs> news, no Super Bowl. In that's, that's right. I was going to say even worse news, a Super Bowl has to be backtracked another year. I mean, they lost it to Tampa. Because there is a rule, uh, and I thought, honestly, that there was a rule that they were going to waive just because they wanted the money. Um, but you have to be in business a minimum of two years before hosting a Super Bowl. Well, L.A. wouldn't have been in business for two years. It would have been business one. And so the league, Ron, actually adhered to a rule, and it paid attention to that instead of the cash dividend. Stunner. 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 That's right. Right, right now, Stan Kroenke is, is the most stunned guy of all. What? The money didn't matter? What's what? wrong with you guys? How come I couldn't get Jerry Jones to go to bat for me on this one? <laughs> hey, Goose, speaking of Jerry Jones, you're close to the league's most influential owner. Do uh, you see this thing playing out that they get the, the Super Bowl the following year, so the, the first year they possibly can with that two-year minimum? Bottom line, L.A. will have the crown jewel of NFL stadiums. Right. The league is going to want to put a Super Bowl in that building as soon as possible. As soon as that building is up, Give it a year, the game goes there. Oh, you don't think they're going to be playing at uh, StubHub Field, huh? Uh, no. Okay. no. Well, it's not the L.A. Super Bowl that's our concern today, but it is L.A. as in the Los Angeles Chargers. Boy, it just doesn't sound right. And it's Denver, and it's Oakland, and it's Kansas City. As you might guess, it's the AFC West that we're looking at, and we have Broncos head coach Vance Joseph with us, as well as Hall of Fame offensive lineman Ron Mix, formerly of the San Diego Chargers. That sounds a lot better. But and the L.A. All. Chargers. <laughs> And the former, L.A. Chargers. Yes, formerly sure. of the San Diego Chargers. The former San Diego Chargers. But that's not all. Uh, we've got league historian John Turney. Pro Football Journal is here, too. Love John, friend of ours. He's going to talk about what the uh, AFC West, AFL, and players and or coaches from either 
that deserve Hall of Fame attention, why they're not getting that attention and maybe should. Um, go speak at the AFC West, by the way. Do you remember when they used to have those uh, AFC West junkets during the offseason with the media and coaches? you remember that? Like three or four days? Yep, that was back when this league cared about PR. Yeah, you know, they'd exactly. bring the head coaches and the PR yeah. guys, the five teams together at one of the AFC West cities for two days of roundtable discussion, <laughs> meals, and merriment. <laughs> That was Seattle. fun, man. Seattle oh, was yeah. in the AFC West back then, so I yep. got to know Chuck Knox, yep. Marv right. Levy was in the mix, Dan Reeves, Don Coriel, Tom Flores. We had a lot of fun covering league back then. Oh, there was no. It was great. It was a great time, as you mentioned. You had the dinners with coaches. You sit down there and shoot the breeze with them. I mean, dude, some of the best PR directors were there. I mean, right. Sacco, Jim Sacamano, Rick Smith, Bob Springer was hysterical. Um, and Goose, I mean, there were like what fifteen or twenty media members. Everything very yep. different than it is today. Lots of food, drink, you said, uh, plenty of information, uh, if you were sure it was on the record, which I really never was sure what was on the record, what wasn't, but there were some great stories, and, and Goose, I'll ask you here since I mentioned that, what's the best one that you can remember when you were covering the Chiefs from that, uh, that junket? I remember talking to Chuck Knox about the 1985 NFL draft. Mm -hmm. Chiefs drafted tight end Ethan Horton with the 15th pick. Oh, yeah. And Jerry Rice went to the 49ers on the very next pick. So I said to Knox, Ouch. the whole league missed on Jerry Rice. And he said, no, only one team missed, the <laughs> Chiefs. They had the choice of Horton and Rice on the clock and chose Horton. He said, leagues don't miss on players, teams do. <laughs> uh, he's right about that. Well, I remember when we went up to L.A. That's when the L.A. Raiders were the L.A. Raiders. And guess what? They had the Raiderettes there, Ron. That was you good. believe it. Yeah, that was great. Football's <laughs> fabulous females. That was great. Um, but speaking of the Raiders, there we go. Ah, there we Thank go. Thank you, Derek, for <laughs> cueing that near the Raiderettes on the sidelines. Never forget watching a game at the Coliseum. And you'd go down the steps, you know, of the Coliseum for the last two minutes. You'd be on the sidelines. And we're there talking about what's going to happen here. And we turned around. And three of our colleagues aren't even watching the game. They're watching the Raiderettes. Guys, the last two minutes of the game. Come on. Anyway, speaking of the Raiders and the Raiderettes, Ron, I see where yes. Derek Carr has, quote, complete faith, unquote. The new contracts can be done by training camp. Now, we all know you're a Raiders, huh? Come on. You have complete faith. He's going to get a new contract, Ron? Complete faith? Complete faith. Absolute complete faith. Uh, look, Reggie McKenzie and Mark Davis both understand that Derek Carr is the future of them and their franchise. They also, especially in Mark's case, remembers what it was like all those years with assorted slappies at quarterback. Uh, you know, that's the reason they're moving, and all those slappy quarterbacks are, are part of it. You know, uh, Not to mention the $50 million man, Jamarcus Russell, who was Ooh. built like a nose tackle uh, and played, and like, played one. quarterback <laughs> like one, too. Yeah, he did. You know, they know, look, it's not going to get cheaper going forward mm -hmm. uh, as the cap increases. Uh, so, And the last thing is you're going to move to Vegas – uh, with a quarterback situation under a cloud, that is not going to fly. So uh, you know they know that they have to do something, and, and Carr knows it well, and they know that whatever they sign him for now, it's going to be cheaper than a year from now or two years. Well, let me ask the two of you guys here, and Goose, I'll start with you. What do you think he commands? I mean, does he go to the, the top of the heap, to the top five? I mean, is he, what does he command here? What's, what's the benchmark? I don't think he goes to the top, but I do think he gets his $100 million contract over, what, seven, eight years, and it's probably in the $120, $125 million range. So he gets Tony Romo money? <laughs> That's a lot of money for a broadcaster. <laughs> yes, Tony it Romo is. Buddy. Oh, man, yeah. And Carr's Ron, actually a real quarterback. Yeah, well, what do you think, Rod? I mean, does is, is he get top five money here? Yeah. I and mean, this is a guy that you're betting on the future, not on the past, but you're betting on what he could become. 
Right, and I, I think actually he's he's likely to set a, a, a new number because that's how they do it these days. They bet mm-hmm. on the future. They don't really right. pay off on what you've done like it used to be, but what they project. And look, they know if they don't do it, it's franchise suicide. You know, I mean, they know it. Carr knows it. And somewhere shouting from down below in <laughs> Hades is Al Davis saying, what's wrong with you guys? <laughs> you know, sign the guy with a big arm. Uh, you know, so they all know that, you know. Al sitting down there now in shorts, sweating and fire, lipping around. <laughs> and, <laughs> Going up around me saying, sign the quarterback. And pushing his barbells outside the and hotel pushing room. Pushing his barbells. I used to put them right in front of my room at training camp in the summer up there at the Rancho Cropicana. There was a little, like, yeah. walled-in area. And he used to yeah. put them, like, right near my room. I don't know why. I he used to put them outside, but he never used them. I never saw no. him using them. Just no, no. Them. They had flies on them by the end of the thing. <laughs> <It was unbelievable>. <laughs> and <laughs> he, he would make them on the road. They'd take them on the road. Like for a weekend trip, I don't know that they ever got lifted. It was amazing, except for the kid carrying them. Well, what <laughs> happens if – I know he's got complete faith, but what happens if he doesn't get this contract, Goose? I mean, what happens if we go through July, August, he doesn't get this contract? Jack Dario played with Troy Aikman. He knows the value of a franchise quarterback. It will get done, underlined. Yeah, Funny. I mean, they, they really – I mean, they, they know they have to do it. Look, they, all these guys have been in situations where they played without a quarterback where they have friends getting fired at places where they played without a quarterback. They can't run the risk, and they can't put themselves in some sort of uh, situation where they're tagging them because the number is going to be astronomical. Yeah, right. right. So, you know, they have to do something. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, he seems to be on a roll right now because he's on target, at least for this new contract, it seems. And he's also on target, Ron, to pitch batting practice for the Oakland A's. (laughs) True, true story. They gave him an invite after watching him throw baseballs on tape. Well, you know, that's his greatest strength overall. He's always on target. <laughs> you know, accuracy is the key to quarterbacking success these days, uh, the way the league is. Right. Uh, it's a passing league, and this guy's got an arm, and he is a thrower. So uh, yeah. I wouldn't mind being there. Yeah, I, I wouldn't either. Yeah. They might want to use him coming out of the bullpen. Anyway, that's going to do it. When we return, we'll take a tour of the NFL with some Hall of Fame players past, present, and future. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. Want a bright start to summer? Ask Sherwin-Williams during the National Painting Week sale and save 30% on paints and stains, May 19th through the 29th. With colors like pool blue, organic green, and daffodil, we've got everything you need to add a splash of color. Your neighborhood Sherwin-Williams paint store is right around the corner. Find it at sherwinwilliams.com slash save. Retail sales only. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. The crack of the bat. The cheer of the fans. Basking in the sun on a summer day. Save now at Days In when you see your favorite team play. With over 1,600 locations, there's always a Days In nearby. Home or away with friends or family. Bask in the sun at Days In. Stay two nights and save 20%, plus earn 1,000 Wyndham Rewards bonus points when you book at DaysIn.com. Terms and conditions apply. Here's a little ditty about that John Deere mower deck that mows faster, better. It's not how fast you mow, my friends, it's how well you mow fast. If you just mow fast but your yard looks bad, then you got a lot of ugly grass. You need a John Deere to take care of your yard. You need a Z-Track Z345 home. It's not how fast you mow, my friends, it's how well you mow fast. The XL deck's got more capacity for yards like yours that get to grassity. Want to mow well in the higher gear? See a John Deere dealer, nothing runs like a deer. 
Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. If you're an entrepreneur, you have better things to do than reapply for funding every time you need capital. With Cabbage, you can be approved for a line of credit of up to $150,000, not just a one-time loan. Withdraw from your line anytime you need funds and only pay for what you take. Cabbage has helped over 100,000 businesses with more than $3 billion in funding. Go to cabbage.com slash radio or call 888-CABBAGE. That's cabbage with a K, K-A-B-B-A-G-E dot com slash radio. War, poverty, and disaster have left millions of children around the world orphaned, abandoned, alone. When their parents can't be there, SOS Children's Villages is there. SOS Children's Villages is the world's largest nonprofit for orphaned and abandoned children. In 134 countries, including the U.S., SOS Children's Villages provides vulnerable children with a loving and stable family, medical care, and an education. To make a difference in the life of a child, go to sos-usa.org. Hi, Tom Bodette. Apparently, the hip thing for businesses to do these days is target millennials. So it may sound sus coming from this baby boomer, but Motel 6 is a V-great place for your squad to stay woke or asleep. The updated rooms are hashtag blessed with contemporary floors, bedding, and flat-screen TVs that are totally on fleek. Plus, their prices are always low AF. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll keep it lit for you. Book online at motel6.com. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. They are who we thought they were. Talk of Fame Network is sponsored by GEICO, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com. And you probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Before we get started, uh, we'd like to acknowledge the passing of former linebacker Wayne Walker, who died last week at the age of 80 of complications from Parkinson's. Uh, Wayne was an outstanding linebacker for the Detroit Lions, Goose remembers him. Outstanding broadcaster in the Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area, for years. I remember him out there. And one of the kindest guys, Goose, that you could ever meet. One of the kindest guys on the planet. You know, also played one of the great defense of his day, the, the Lions of the early 60s. You know, he played right. alongside Hall of Famer Joe Schmidt in front of Hall of Famers Night Train Lane, Yale Leary, and Dick LeBeau. And Wayne was a pro bowler himself. Yeah, and he's a pro bowler as a human being, too. Just a terrific guy. Anyway, yeah. wanted to mention him. Wayne Walker is going to be missed. And speaking of the Bay Area. Let's go! <laughs> Yes, sir. He's back. He never goes away. You can never get too far away from Tom Brady these days. Almighty. Yeah, he's he's at the Met. He's at the Kentucky Derby. He's the new face of Aston Martin. He's everywhere, Ron. He's everywhere. He's in your Uh, guest room, I think. (laughs) It was Jersey. He's on my back. uh, Unfortunately uh, for Tom Brady, his wife is almost as visible as he is. And last week, Giselle made NFL news by saying her husband suffered a concussion last year and has suffered concussions, as she put it, pretty much, and she stopped, I think she meant pretty much every year. Um, the Patriots, of course, Ron, you'd be shocked by this. Uh, they refused to comment. Um, Agent Don Yee said that uh, Tom Brady, uh-uh, didn't suffer a concussion a year ago. And the NFL, it issued a statement saying there is no evidence, Ron, no evidence of a Brady head injury or concussion. Now, Ron, you cover that team. You cover that quarterback. Is there more to this story? Yeah. Well, look, uh, 
I would think that I would take the word of the person sleeping next to Tom Brady and waking up with him in the morning after a game of the guy. Got to be more specific told, there, Ron. Well, I mean, I, I would take her word over a guy who told him to destroy his cell phone as a defense the day before he's being questioned, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, or the league that had to settle a hiding concussion information for a thousand and one years and paid a billion bucks to players. So, and I also think, look. Common sense should tell you something pretty simple. If you played 17 years in the NFL and you haven't had a concussion, right. you're either a punter or a liar. <laughs> <laughs> well, now on a sort of in a serious vein, Goose here, I mean, given all that we know about CTE today, and we've talked about this on this show before, uh, why would anyone hide a concussion? Now, I understand you want to play, but, I mean, Detroit's Calvin Johnson and the Saints' Drew Brees recently said, yeah, you know, most players suffer from them. That's not exactly a revelation, and they play through them. But remember what Pittsburgh's Ben Roethlisberger, friend of the show, did in 2015, guys? He pulled himself out of a game because he said he felt concussion-like symptoms and later said it was the revelations about CTE that convinced him to do it. So, Goose, why in this day and age would anyone hide one? Because if you leave the field, you can lose your job, as Tony Romo found out this past season. You know, He was supposed to be bulletproof. He couldn't get his job back to a, a fourth-round draft pick. I think mm-hmm. all players spanning all decades in all sports have shared that belief. Right. You only have job security when you're on the field playing. Right. Well, so stay I, I, I want to. I want to get back, Ron, to to what Tom Brady's wife, uh, what she said. Obviously, is serious. I mean, uh, essentially, that Brady played through a concussion that no one diagnosed in this day and age when we're supposed to be diagnosing these things with the NFL is on the sidelines. To me, that's a serious matter, yet I will guarantee you the league won't investigate this as thoroughly, or maybe not as thoroughly or completely as it did, or at least tried to, with Deflategate. They won't. You agree or disagree, Ron? No, I agree. They, they won't investigate it at all. They'll ask the medical At the most, they'll ask the medical staff. The right. staff will say, Tom never mentioned it. And someone may or may not ask Tom, who will say some form of, uh, uh, it's not a lie if I don't say anything about it. I'm no doctor. Uh, you know, and that'll be the end of it because uh, in, in a way you won't be happy about this clock, but in a way it's just another case of Mr. Clean ending up with a little mud on his shoes. Uh, you know, you want he's a guy who's said a number of times publicly, people got to be serious about this concussion thing. You know, we, we've got to take care of ourselves, blah, 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 blah. And now it appears that uh, maybe there was a few occasions where he was standing in the, you know, urinating in the closet instead of the bathroom, which is not a good thing. You hate it when that happens. Yeah, I think uh, Brady's not going to talk about it. Brady wants to stay in the field. I mean, Brady missed those 15 games with that uh, knee injury. I, I think he cherishes every moment, every snap he gets. And right. if he can stay on the field, if the, the, the stars aren't bad enough, he's going to stay. Ron, you think he had something to say to his wife after this? All the evidence I have is that uh, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am is pretty much the way you go, which is kind of the way it is for most of us, don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> you want to stay married? Yes, ma'am. I'm yes, I do. Michael Flynn approach and plead the fifth here. Um, well, we've got a Hall of Famer who's back in the news. That would be O.J. Simpson. He's up for parole in July, and he could Juice. be released as early as October. Juice could be on the loose again. Uh, Goose, is he going to make it, and should he? You know, my guess is the courtroom will be inc- include members of the Goldman and Brown families who will be there to make sure Simpson serves every bit of time of his sentencing. I'd be surprised if he gets early release. How about you, Ron? Uh, actually, I think he will get released because it's really not early release. He's he served his his time by all accounts. He's been a model prisoner, and so he's entitled to the good time that he's earned. 
And in this particular case, uh, you know, what was his uh, what was his crime? Right. Uh, his real crime was being acquitted of a different crime that they couldn't uh, yep. convict him on. Uh, That's but, right. You know, <laughs> for all I understand, basically, he got sent to prison for being guilty of stealing his own memorabilia. Yeah, which is guilty you know, of being even stupid, if, really, what it was. Well, that, yeah, exactly. And unfortunately, <laughs> you know, if that became a, a felony, we'd all be in handcuffs. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's, I, I, I love Dominic Dunn, who's a writer, and uh, I was reading him in the New Yorker during those days. And I'll never forget what, what he wrote after Simpson was found not guilty of the murders of his wife, Nicole and Ron Goldman, who uh, Goose referred to uh, earlier. But he said, O.J. Simpson won the verdict and lost his life. You know what? Turns out he was right. You know, this is such a sad story on so many counts. The families of Nicole Brown Simpson and Ron Goldman, the Simpson kids, have all been yeah. devastated by what happened that night on June 12, 1994. Yeah. And Don was right. Simpson was scrutinized for every move he made, every action he has taken since that trial. You know, America loves drama, and O.J. Simpson has given it to all of us. Yeah, and that was, Goose, that was the original reality TV show. Yep. It really was, oh, that, that chase Riveting. down the Bronco. The, down the I was covering a fight that, that night when he was in the Bronco thing. It was, in a, it was a small fight in a hotel bal uh, ballroom. And a bunch of us ended up upstairs in a hotel room watching O.J. drive when we were supposed to be watching yeah, the fight because, I mean, you couldn't take your eyes off. What do you mean, that Bronco thing? It's SUV, <laughs> that Bronco thing. Yeah, you know that Bronco And O.J. wasn't driving it, Ron. No, <laughs> no he was not. Yeah, that's right. Never, what was the most famous line from that? Was uh, Kyle Link's going, this is A.C., I got O.J. in the car. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Never hey, forgotten well, that. Lastly, we have Goose's good friend. That'd be Tony Romo. He's also back in the news. And a CBS producer named Lance Barrow, I don't know who he is, but he said this week that Tony's going to be so good in his reincarnation as a broadcaster, Ron, that he will be, quote, the next John Madden, unquote. You know John Madden. You like that comparison? <laughs> Tony, you got to be better than that. <laughs> well, listen, uh, if Romo can just remember a couple of things that uh, John said, he'll be in good shape. For example... If the quarterback throws the ball in the end zone and the wide receiver catches it, it's a touchdown. <laughs> how about this one? If the team doesn't put points on the board, I don't see how they can win. <laughs> oh, how about this one? Some yards are better than none yards. <laughs> I like his chances. Well, we're not concerned about the next John Madden here, but we are concerned about the next commercial, and we're going to go to one. Don't go away. When we return, we're going to hear from Denver coach Vance Joseph. This is the Talk of Fame Network. This is Tony Dungy, and you're listening to Rick, Ron, and Clark on the Talk of Fame Network. Thinking about your summer vacation? Toes in the sand. Hiking the trails. Taking a dip in the pool. Days In can help you get there. With over 1,600 locations, no matter where your travels take you, there's always a Days Inn nearby. Bask in the sun and save now on your fun-filled vacation at Days Inn. Stay two nights and save 20%. Plus earn 1,000 Wyndham Rewards bonus points when you book at DaysInn.com. Terms and conditions apply. Here's a little ditty about that John Deere mower deck that mows faster, better. Not how fast you mow, my friends, it's how well you mow fast. If you just mow fast, but your yard looks bad, then you got a lot of ugly grass. You need a John Deere to take care of your yard. You need a Z-Track Z345 home. It's not how fast you mow, my friends, it's how well you mow fast. The XL deck's got more capacity for yards like yours that get to grassity. Want to mow well in a higher gear? See a John Deere dealer, nothing runs like a deer. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. 
You've seen me on Shark Tank. If you're an entrepreneur, you have better things to do than reapply for funding every time you need capital. With Cabbage, you can be approved for a line of credit of up to $150,000, not just a one-time loan. Withdraw from your line anytime you need funds and only pay for what you take. Cabbage has helped over 100,000 businesses with more than $3 billion in funding. Go to cabbage.com slash radio or call 888-CABBAGE. That's cabbage with a K, K-A-B-B-A-G-E dot com slash radio. Hi, Tom Bodette trying to align my chakras around this hot yoga thing. Yeah, they finally found a way to make working out even more uncomfortable. Well, at least with Motel 6, you've got one less thing to sweat. They've got clean, comfortable, and now completely updated rooms at a great low price. So the only thing you're stretching is your dollar. Sounds like my kind of place to namaste. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light and the AC on for you. Book online at motel6.com. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge. Talk of Fame Network is sponsored by GEICO, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. And you probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Our first guest is not only his first season as head coach of the Denver Broncos, he's in his first season as a head coach, period. Vance Joseph was hired after coaching the secondaries at San Francisco, Houston, and Cincinnati before becoming, of course, the coordinator of the Miami Dolphins last season. He inherits a Denver team that's one year removed from a Super Bowl championship with one of the NFL's best defenses, and yet, better yet, he inherits us as his present company. Congratulations, Vance. Thanks for being here. Well, thank you very much, guys, and thanks for having me. Hey, Vance, you played your college ball at Colorado and also got your coaching start with the Buffaloes as a graduate assistant. How humbling is it sure. to return to the Rocky Mountains now as the head coach of the Broncos? Well, it's uh, it's very humbling. You know, I'm blessed. It's obviously a you know a dream a dream job for me. You know, every job in this league is a dream job, but but to have a chance to come back to Colorado, you know, where I've got a bunch of friends and you know. You know, some family I adopted in college. It's it's a great opportunity. It's a it's a great place to raise a family. It's a great fan base, and it's a great place to live. You know, in general. So I'm excited about that part of it. When the NFL implemented the Rooney Rule in 2003, there were only two African Americans serving as NFL head coaches. This season, you're one of seven uh, head coaches in the NFL. How important do you think the Rooney Rule has been to sort of opening the door for qualified minority candidates? I think it's. Uh, it's a very important, you know, it's a it's a rule that kind of allows everyone to have a chance to interview for these jobs. You know, I've worked for a lot of great head coaches, you know, uh, you know, a couple of minority guys, you know, I mentioned it, Marvin Lewis and Mike Singletary, you know, I mentioned it, Marvin again. I mean, Marvin's going into his 15th year of being an NFL head coach. I mean, that's that's a good run, you know, for NFL head coach and I mean, he's done it the right way. He's kind of turned that that uh, football club from, you know, being an average football club to being a contender every year. So I think it's so important just to give everyone the opportunity to have to have a chance to interview for these jobs. And hopefully in the near future, guys, it won't even be a conversation. It is be the best candidates, you know, will have a chance to interview for the job. That's the we're goal. Spe- yeah, and I hope that's the reality, too. Uh, we're speaking with Denver I hope, coach I hope so. Vance Joseph on the Talk of Fame Network. Vance, they don't call you the Vance in Denver yet, do they? <laughs> if you went they to Colorado, you, you certainly remember <laughs> Vance Johnson, don't you? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. They call me. They call me 
more VJ in the van. But no, <laughs> That's a good thing. Yeah. That's a good thing. <laughs> uh, anyway, we speak. It depends on who you ask. <laughs> <laughs> I covered the vans, and he was a piece of work. A good receiver, but he's a piece of work. Good player. Um, yeah, yeah. We're, we're speaking with Denver coach Vance Joseph on the Talk of Fame Network, and you can find us on the web at talkoffamenetwork.com or on Twitter at, at Talk of Fame Net. And Vance, um, you were undrafted coming out of college. Just mentioned that you played there in, uh, in Colorado, but you made the Jets as a free agent in 95, and I think you spent one year with the Colts. Um, how did your background as a player influence how you handle players now as a coach? Well, I think that's, you know, that was important times for me. You know, just having a chance to be on an NFL team and be in NFL camps, you know, three years, that kind of, uh, that kind of gives you an idea of, uh, of what the league's like, and, you know, it gives you an idea of being a player um, inside this league because it's it, it's a tough job. But but for me, I had a chance to meet a lot of good coaches. You know, during my three years, you know, I met I met uh, Peter Genta, who's been a coordinator for a long time in the league. He's in New Orleans. I met Coach Kubiak. I met Coach Shanahan. So I met a bunch of coaches that I still talk to today. So I always say this. You know, I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't a great NFL player, but I had a chance to be in three or four camps, and it kind of kind of helped me along in my coaching career, you know, and so the playing days wasn't great, but the guys I met and the coaches I met and was around, you know, still mentor me and and have helped me, you know, throughout my uh, coaching career. Who was the greatest influence? As a college coach, I would say Coach McCartney, who I played for um, at Colorado. As an NFL coach, I would say Mike Nolan, because Mike Nolan was my first of NFL head coach. He kind of taught me how to coach NFL football. It's different, you know, how to put the hours in and how to how you defend uh, NFL offenses and just how to handle a room and those things. I mean, you know, part of part of going from college to pros is really handling handling the players, and that's that's a huge huge part of coaching when you're uh, in the NFL coming from college. Just you know how to manage the players. Now you coordinated a, a four three defense last season at Miami. That obviously back here in sure. New England we saw a lot. Uh, now you've inherited yeah, yeah. a three yeah you know a three four scheme there in Denver. How much did you benefit as a coach from serving for a stretch? Uh, under Wade Phillips, uh, who's maybe one of the best three, four minds of his generation. A lot, guys. You know my, you know my first, my first, uh, I would say seven or eight years in the NFL. It was it was within a thirty-four defense, and every guy I work for have worked for Wade previously, like Mike Nolan I mentioned earlier, uh, Billy Davis, uh, Greg Minuski. So all those guys I worked for my first seven or eight years were all Wade guys. So I've been around uh, Wade's system for a long time, and did my my second job was with Wade in Houston, so I had the privilege of uh, working in Wade's system and working uh, with Wade um, in Houston for three seasons. Um, after that, I went to Cincinnati, and they were a 4-3 defense, and, uh, you know, obviously Mike Zimmer was leading that group, and, you know, Mike's kind of like Wade as a 4-3 guy. I'm, I mean, he's kind of the godfather of the 4-3 pressure uh, pressure package defenses, so I was with Cincinnati for for two seasons, so just being around good coaches, guys, in general, kind of helps you grow as a coach. You know, you never, you never stop learning as a coach. And uh, being with Zim after being with Wade, in my opinion, made me a better coach. It made me ready to be a coordinator in Miami because I took a lot from those two guys and kind of blended and made it one system. You know, so for me, it was it was awesome having the chance to go to Cincy and and learn Coach Zimmer pressure package along with Wade's 34 principles. Vance, I want to ask you a question I'm sure you haven't heard before this year, and that's your quarterbacks. <laughs> your quarterbacks. Right. You, you got two of, them, two of them going for their starting position, Trevor Simeon and Paxton Lynch. What decides that position battle, and, and 
when would you expect to make it? I mean, is it going to be during training camp? Uh, is there a front runner? How are you going to make that decision? Well, I'll say this, guys. You know, simply, you know, who plays the position the best? And that's who's going to win the, win the job. But, you know, playing quarterback in this league comes down to a lot of things. Decision-making, uh, ball placement, putting the offense to the right play, you know, command of the huddle. So all those things will obviously have an effect on who wins the job. But the bottom line, whoever plays the best for our football team is going to win the job. Um, I'm not concerned about a time frame. I'm more concerned about uh, having the right guy for our football team. So if it's if it comes down to you know week before our opener, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that because that means the best guy will win the job. That's my only concern there. And and I'm not concerned about um, you know having having one guy in a huddle with one group the entire off season or training camp. Uh, in my opinion, that's not important because the guys around those guys are doing their job. Whoever's the quarterback, they're doing their job. So once we decide who's the best for our football team, you know, whether it's you know sooner or later, you know, we're about uh, picking the best guy. Vince, John Elway, quarterback, the Super Bowl champions in Denver, and also built another as a GM of the Broncos. How valuable a resource is John Elway in your building? John is the most valuable resource for me because John um, – you know, John picks the players for me. And, you know, for a first for a first time head coach, in my opinion again, that's the best uh best setup for a first time head coach. You know, I don't want the responsibility of coaching the football team and ha- and having a final say on picking the players. I think John does a great job. His track record speaks for itself between his drafts and his free agent pickups over the years. He's been successful at it. It allows me to focus on coaching the football team and that's what I'm good at. You know, so John's been great. He's he's great to work for. He's great to work with. You know, I have opinions on personnel, and John listens. He wants to he wants to acquire players that I want to coach. You know, even though he has the final say of the of the players we pick, you know, he allows me the the voice of uh, of asking for what I want and giving it to me. Vance, any chance you could uh, start John Elway quarterback? <laughs> I wish I could, guys. You know, you know, you know. Some of these, some of these young guys have no clue how good, you know, a player John Elway was. Ooh. I mean, John, John was a mix of I don't know Cam Newton and a mix of Peyton. I mean, he, I mean, he had a great arm. He had great legs. He was big. He was tough. He was smart. So I, I'm not sure how to describe John in a in the modern uh, quarterback era. I mean, he, <laughs> he was, was really he was, good. He was a great athlete. <laughs> yeah. He was a great athlete. He had great size. He was a great competitor. He's tough to describe, you know, yeah. as a quarterback. But watching him play and being in camp with these guys for for a summer, I watched it up, you know, up close, and it's it was amazing, you know, watching John work every day. Thanks so much for the time. Really appreciate it, and and best of luck with your new job. Really. Thank you guys. Thanks for having me, and uh, you know, I'll see you guys soon. Thanks, that was Denver Coach Vance Joseph. Coming up next, why former 49ers kicker Tommy Davis belongs in the Hall of Fame. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Want a bright start to summer? Ask Sherwin-Williams during the National Painting Week sale and save 30% on paints and stains, May 19th through the 29th. With colors like pool blue, organic green, and daffodil, we've got everything you need to add a splash of color. Your neighborhood Sherwin-Williams paint store is right around the corner. Find it at sherwinwilliams.com save. Retail sales only. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Thinking about your summer vacation? Toes in the sand, hiking the trails, taking a dip in the pool. 
Days Inn can help you get there. With over 1,600 locations, no matter where your travels take you, there's always a Days Inn nearby. Bask in the sun and save now on your fun-filled vacation at Days Inn. Stay two nights and save 20%, plus earn 1,000 Wyndham Rewards bonus points when you book at DaysInn.com. Terms and conditions apply. Here's a little ditty about that John Deere mower deck that mows faster, better. It's not how fast you mow, my friends, it's how well you mow fast. If you just mow fast, but your yard looks bad, then you got a lot of ugly grass. You need a John Deere to take care of your yard. You need a Z-Track Z345 horse. It's not how fast you mow, my friends, it's how well you mow fast. The XL deck's got more capacity for yards like yours that get to grassity. You want to mow well in the higher gear, see a John Deere dealer, nothing runs like a deer. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. If you're an entrepreneur, you have better things to do than reapply for funding every time you need capital. With Cabbage, you can be approved for a line of credit of up to $150,000, not just a one-time loan. Withdraw from your line anytime you need funds and only pay for what you take. Cabbage has helped over 100,000 businesses with more than $3 billion in funding. Go to cabbage.com radio or call 888-CABBAGE. That's cabbage with a K, K-A-B-B-A-G-E dot com slash radio. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. What we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law. Just a reminder, the Talk of Fame Network is sponsored by GEICO, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com. And you probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Hey, uh, guys, did you see that story about Von Miller? I think it was last week. Did you guys see it? Yep. yep. Pretty good one. I mean, he crashed a team of Broncos employees party. Uh, one of those deals where I guess people are honored for reaching service milestones like 10 or 20 years, or in the case of Steve Antonopoulos, 40 years of sports medicine. But the thing that was neat was this the first time in the 18 years of the event that any player or coach participated. And Von Miller appeared to thank the 200 employees, 200 of them, at the team's Denver Stadium and also at their Englewood practice facility. Ronnie, that's a pretty nice gesture. Yeah, it certainly is, Clark. I think it says a lot about him, and it says a lot about his predecessors as well. Uh, you know, so many players forget, uh, people in general, frankly, forget how much other people are, are doing who get no credit for their for their work and for your success and the team's success. And it's not just uh, the obvious medical staff and trainers and stuff, right. but the kid who picks up the laundry, uh, you know, the women and men who are selling tickets, uh, somebody who confirms your plane flights. You know, so I tip. I would tip my cap uh, to Von Miller for doing what he did. But last time I saw it was some editor from Mexico had it under a suit coat next to Miller's <laughs> shoes. <laughs> You're right. Well, anyway, uh, I know one thing here. Our Rick Gossin would like to crash this week's State Your Case segment. And that's brought to you by yeah, Motel 6. Again, second week, Motel 6. Book online at the new motel6.com, and we'll leave the light on for you. And, Rick, uh, you left the light on for 49ers kicker and punter Tommy Davis, the former 49ers kicker and punter for the Hall of Fame. Uh, you wrote about him this week on our website. That would be talkoffamenetwork.com. And uh, why don't you tell us now why you like Tommy Davis for Ken? Well, Tommy Davis kicked in an era when special teams did not exist in the NFL with 35-player rosters. Teams did not have the luxury of carrying kicking specialists, deep snappers, or special teams aces. So players doubled up. Lou Groza was a tackle. Jerry Kramer, guard. George Blanda, quarterback. All handled the kicking chores for their teams. Gary Collins and Pat Stutzler were Pro Bowl wide receivers. They handled their team's punting chores. But San Francisco drafted Davis in 1957 as a pure kicker. He was so proficient with his foot 
that the 49ers carved out a coveted roster spot for him, and he proved to be worth it. He began his NFL career by converting 234 consecutive extra points, which at the time was a league record. He handled the play-checking chores for the 49ers for 10 seasons, scoring 738 points. He led the NFL with 19 field goals in 1960, with 52 conversion kicks in 65 when he scored a career-best 102 points. Davis also handled the punting chores for the first eight seasons with the 49ers and led the NFL with his 45.6-yard average in 1962, the first of his two Pro Bowl seasons. He retired after the 1969 season with a career average of 44.7 yards, which ranks second all-time to Sammy Ball. His mark stood for 45 years before someone finally passed him. Davis now ranks 23rd, and everyone ahead of him and Ball began punting careers in the 2000 decade or later. Davis was a pioneer, one of the first pure kickers ever drafted. His success and that of Don Chandler, a fifth-round pick by the Giants in 56, encouraged other teams to draft kickers. Fred Cox came along in 1961, Jim Bakken in 62, and Jim Turner in 63. All would go on to have extensive careers. Then came the wave of soccer-style kickers. Some were drafted as high as the first round. Kickers became coveted weapons in the NFL, and it was Tommy Davis who ushered in the term kicking specialist. He was special. It isn't special what the Hall of Fame is all about. I love the way he played left field for the Dodgers, too. Oh, that was a different Tommy Davis. Oh, sorry. <laughs> anyway, that signal, that whistle, is the signal. That first half's coming to a close, so Goose, I'm going to close it on those uh, alleged jokes. Let's get to the two-minute drill. Who hides more concussions, NFL teams or the players themselves? The Three Stooges. I would say the players, because they know teams will let them go if they begin to believe they're damaged goods. What's the over-under on the number of concussions Tom Brady reports this season? One less than what Mrs. Brady reports. I would say under zero, unless someone asks Giselle. What's the over-under on the number of sacks first overall draft pick Miles Garrett collects for the Browns this season? Uh, paper or plastic? <laughs> I would say under five, because they're a product of team defense. Their team defense is still without enough pass rushing. What's the over-under on the number of rushing yards LeGarrette Blount collects for the Eagles this season? 686. I would say under 547 because the last two teams he rushed for, other than the Patriots, he gained 151, 547, and 266. So I expect nowhere near what the Eagles think. What's the over-under on the number of sacks for Julius Peppers this fall in his return to Carolina for his 16th NFL season? Uh, paper or plastic? <laughs> Been eight years since he was in Carolina, Goose, and three of the past four years, years he's been in single digits. So I'd say less than 10, maybe considerably less than 10. What's the over-under on the number of touchdown passes Christian Hackenberg throws for the Jets this season? Zero. Zilch. Nada. Under one. Justin Pugh, Jethro Pugh, or Jethro Bodine? Easy one. Jethro Bodine, the best seaman pond in Beverly Hills. Jethro Tull singing Aqualung. Love that. Will Ryan Fitzpatrick ever take a snap for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Y yes, he will, but what happens next is going to be the problem. The guy went to Harvard. He'll figure out some way to get into the game and get paid. Who's more likely to suffer a sophomore slump, Ezekiel Elliott or Dak Prescott? Prescott. Let us know what to expect. And Dak's all, folks. Yeah, I'd say Dak because all Ezekiel has to do is run straight. Prescott has to worry about the rest of the nitwits. Who has the toughest rebuilding chart? Kyle Shanahan at the Niners, Sean McVay at the Rams, or Kenny Atkinson at the Brooklyn Nets? McVay, but he's got to graduate high school first. 
I would say Shanahan, because he has no quarterback, but he's living in the shadow of two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Which former Raider with a pair of rings is more deserving of a Boston Canton? Jim Plunkett or Tom Flores? Flores, groundbreaker as a player and a head coach. Flores is a trailblazer, but give them both rings and busts, I say. Put all the Raiders in, Ron. That's the end exactly. of our first half, but don't go anywhere. <laughs> well we said. Have, we have our number two coming up with Hall of Famer Ron Mix and football historian John Turney, Pro Football Journal. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Want a bright start to summer? Ask Sherwin-Williams during the National Painting Week sale and save 30% on paints and stains May 19th through the 29th. With colors like pool blue, organic green, and daffodil, we've got everything you need to add a splash of color. Your neighborhood Sherwin-Williams paint store is right around the corner. Find it at sherwinwilliams.com save. Retail sales only. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. The crack of the bat, the cheer of the fans, basking in the sun on a summer day. Save now at Days Inn when you see your favorite team play. With over 1,600 locations, there's always a Days Inn nearby. Home or away with friends or family, bask in the sun at Days Inn. Stay two nights and save 20%, plus earn 1,000 Wyndham Rewards bonus points when you book at DaysIn.com. Terms and conditions apply. Here's a little ditty about that John Deere mower deck that mows faster, better. It's not how fast you mow, my friends, it's how well you mow fast. If you just mow fast but your yard looks bad, then you got a lot of ugly grass. You need a John Deere to take care of your yard, you need a Z-Track Z345 or It's not how fast you mow, my friends, it's how well you mow fast. The XL deck's got more capacity for yards like yours that get to grassity. Want to mow well in the higher gear, see a John Deere dealer, nothing runs like a deer. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. If you're an entrepreneur, you have better things to do than reapply for funding every time you need capital. With Cabbage, you can be approved for a line of credit of up to $150,000, not just a one-time loan. Withdraw from your line anytime you need funds and only pay for what you take. Cabbage has helped over 100,000 businesses with more than $3 billion in funding. Go to cabbage.com slash radio or call 888-CABBAGE. That's cabbage with a K, K-A-B-B-A-G-E dot com slash radio. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. What the hell are we waiting on? Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges. Do you want it or not? Rick Gosselin. Do you understand there's a price to pay? And Clark Judge. Can we have fun? You're damn right. I demand that we have fun. Hey, Ron Borges. Yes, sir. You know what it means when Geico says just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance? I mean, I was smart enough to call 15 minutes ago, which is why I'm rolling in dough. Smart man, Ron. means you should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. So listen to Ron Borges and go. Welcome back to our number two of the Talk of Fame Network, along with Rick Goslin and Ron Borges, who we just heard from. I'm Clark Judge. And soon, very soon, we're going to dissect the AFC West, the subject of today's show, as well as hear from Hall of Famer Ron Mix, formerly of the San Diego, not L.A., San Diego Chargers. But first... First, we're going to dial up our longtime friend and resource. That would be historian John Turney of Pro Football Journal, who's been away from us far, far too long. Hey, John, good to have you back. Thanks. It's always a pleasure. Well, we've been talking AFC West today. You're in the Southwest, so you're closer geographically to a division that has plenty of qualified candidates than we are uh, for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. First question, if you had to put one 
qualified player or coach in the Pro Football Hall of Fame today from that division, from the AFC West? Someone who's not there, who would you put in first? Well, to me, I would. it's it's really not all that close. But uh, when you have a guy like Randy Gratishar, who was the NFL Defensive Player of the Year and also was uh, the third, second runner-up the year before and got votes in, in other years, seven-time Pro Bowler, five-time All-Pro, on a defense that was really second against the run from his time, second to the Steelers, and had the uh, lowest yards per pass against them. I mean, they did play a bend-but-don't-break defense, but he was the key to that. And in addition from scouts and people that I've talked to, uh, and of course pro-scouting, rakes him and, and Ray Lewis as the top players ever for a combination of neutralized and also being a sideline-to-sideline player. Kind of like that, that baseball index, the power speed, guys that have a lot of home runs, a lot of steals, the Willie Mays index. Ken Ray Lewis are the guys that could take on a guard but also could cover the, the tight end and the flat and also run down the pipe in the middle like when they would do the forerunner of the Tampa 2. So I think Randy Bradshaw is, is the most qualified. I think what happens is there's so many good Broncos that he kind of gets lost in the mix. But that, that's my view. John, let me take you back a, another decade into the 60s. There are only nine of the 22 players picked to the AFL's all-time team have been enshrined in Canton. I've always long felt that there's been a, 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 a prejudice against the AFL-era players. Do you buy that? I, I buy it to some degree. Uh, the one that stands out the most is Johnny Robinson to me, and I don't know why he got passed up. I mean, he's a guy who, if they had a Defensive Player of the Year award in the AFL, I think his 1966 season might have won him that award. He was a guy who started off as a running back and was a strong safety, but then moved to free safety and was picking off passes. He was really the AFL dancer to to Larry Wilson. And he's also a guy that had those intangibles we like to talk about. He played in the Super Bowl with broken ribs and picked off a pass while doing it. And I don't know, 57 interceptions in 11 years. I think he's one that's gotten overlooked, and, and there are others as well. Well, one guy that, uh, uh, this is a sort of uh, third rail uh, issue here, but one of the guys that uh, I've written about before and has always been fascinating to me is, what does one do about Jim Tyra? We all know the old Chiefs tackle who uh, was involved in a murder-suicide. We also know about CTE these days, which we didn't know about then. But he's a guy who was a dominant player. He was an eight-time All-AFL player. He started 180 straight games. You know, he was the best tackle by most people would say – in AFL history. Well, yeah, but, I would put him as the second best. I mean, your, your upcoming guest, Ron Mix, was the, was the best. And you have to remember, at the time, the right tackle was the dominant tackle in pro football. For whatever reason, the, the, the best all-around defensive ends played on the left side. So the, the blindside tackle was kind of an 80s, 90s to now phenomenon. Jim Tyre was a left tackle, but I would put him second. And I do think there should be some mercy involved when we have now learned about possible brain injuries. I don't know the specific circumstances of of what was going on in his head at the time, but saying people don't do what he did, and it was certainly awful. But the rules of the Hall of Fame state that off-the-field stuff is not supposed to count. So if he came up as a... As a senior candidate, I think he should be given a serious look because he was part of the, a championship team uh, that won the Super Bowl, was also part of the, 
the team in 1966 that uh, played the Packers. So I guess maybe I have too tender of a heart, but, I mean, it is terrible what he did. But he was a great player as well. So this is not something where, like a Darren Sharp instance kind of thing, it's, it's had to do with mental illness in my view. Well, I couldn't agree with you more, uh, John. And uh, we, we, you know, we deal with uh, Ron each week. He has uh, specific <laughs> circumstances going on in his head each week, and yet we <laughs> ask him back, and so we're, we understand. Exactly. Yeah. Speaking anyway, of mental illness, hello. Yeah, we're with NFL historian John Turney, a pro football journal on the Talk of Fame Network, an old friend of ours. And you can find us on the web at talkoffamenetwork.com or on Twitter at at Talk of Fame Net. And John, we had Ron Rivera on last week calling for Jim Plunkett to be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, saying, I, I just don't understand why he's not in. Where do you stand on him? And especially, where do you stand on him vis-a-vis a guy like Ken Anderson? Well, I guess a lot of Raider fans are going to be upset with me. But I do believe there's a difference between being a, a key player in, a, in two championships, which for that, he's been a, an MVP. He's got his awards and honors for that achievement. But the Hall of Fame, in my view, is supposed to be an achievement for your entire career. And to me, he had too many holes in his career. We've, we've heard about the Kurt Warner donut hole in his career. Well, Jim Plunkett had a couple or three donut holes in his career. Uh, he was beat up early and all that. But to me, achievements are, are worthy of notes, and that's the Super Bowl MVP. He's got the two rings. But was he one of the top quarterbacks of time? In my opinion, no. Would you put Anderson in? I think Anderson, uh, yes, I would put Anderson in. I think, you know, he's another one of those that had kind of a foot hole from 77 to 80. Uh, he's admitted he got into some bad habits. And that uh, when the offense changed and, and, and those new coaches came in, Weiss and Coslett and so forth, they got him back to what he was really good at. Um, I think he was probably... Uh, more athletically talented than we remember. When you watch, you know, he, he, when you watch the films of him, he really does play like a guy that, that's impressive at six three, two fifteen. Very good speed, a much stronger arm than his offense probably allowed him to show off. You remember in the early seventies, seventy three, seventy four, seventy five, he hit Isaac Curtis for long passes. So yeah, to me, he had the things where he was a, a pro bowler. He was an all pro. Whereas Plunkett never was an all-pro. He never went to a Pro Bowl. He wasn't all that consistent year in and year out. Henderson, in the first part of his career, was, was one of the best. In 81-82, he was one of the best again. John, let me ask you about a receiver that intrigues me from the 60s. This guy was the first wideout to catch 100 balls in a season, and he won five receiving championships. Lionel Taylor. He's never been discussed. He's never gotten a sniff at Canton. Is this an injustice? It's very interesting. There was a, a few of us from uh, Pro Football Journal that were watching film last year of, of not only him, but of a lot of the AFL wide receivers. And what's surprising to those of us who didn't get to see them live is that Otis Taylor, Lionel Taylor, and Art Powell, all three from the AFC West there, were extremely athletic. They were all 6'2", 6'3", 200 maybe 10 pounds. And Lionel Taylor was, was among those three of hey, this guy doesn't look like just a tight end out there moving around. This is a guy who was an athletic player who went up for the ball, who, who got really good separation and had a, a size advantage and used that size to his advantage very, very well. So, you know, I'm with you on all three of those receivers. In fact, there, you know, Charlie uh, 
Finnegan also was a very productive receiver, but he wasn't in the same class athletically with those other three that I'd mentioned. I would actually say Otis Taylor had a slight edge and when you would watch him and what he could do over Taylor, but I don't think he had the, the opportunity to play in the offenses where, where Denver was just throwing the ball so often. So I would rank those guys you know, first, Otis Taylor, then Lionel Taylor, in terms of who was the best. Hey, John, we rate you as the best in our show here. So, as always, thanks for the time. And we'll get you on next month. Look forward to talking to you. Thanks. Appreciate it. You guys have a great day. You got Pleasure. it. That was NFL story John Turney of Pro Football Journal. Up next, we're going to take a closer look at the best of the West as our look at the AFC West continues. This is the Talk of Fame Network. Another reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to Geico. We're also brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper and get a local or toll-free number or just bring your own. You see how it works? Just go to grasshopper.com. This is Vance Joseph, and you're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Want a bright start to summer? Ask Sherwin-Williams during the National Painting Week sale and save 30% on paints and stains May 19th through the 29th. With colors like pool blue, organic green, and daffodil, We've got everything you need to add a splash of color. Your neighborhood Sherwin-Williams paint store is right around the corner. Find it at sherwinwilliams.com slash save. Retail sales only. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. The crack of the bat, the cheer of the fans, basking in the sun on a summer day. Save now at Days Inn when you see your favorite team play. With over 1,600 locations, there's always a Days Inn nearby. Home or away with friends or family, bask in the sun at Days Inn. Stay two nights and save 20%, plus earn 1,000 Wyndham Rewards bonus points when you book at DaysInn.com. Terms and conditions apply. Here's a little ditty about that John Deere mower deck that mows faster, better. Not how fast you mow, my friends, it's how well you mow fast. If you just mow fast, but your yard looks bad, then you got a lot of ugly grass. You need a John Deere to take care of your yard. You need a Z-Track Z345 home. It's not how fast you mow, my friends, it's how well you mow fast. The XL deck's got more capacity for yards like yours that get to grassity. Want to mow well in the higher gear? See a John Deere dealer, nothing runs like a deer. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. If you're an entrepreneur, you have better things to do than reapply for funding every time you need capital. With Cabbage, you can be approved for a line of credit of up to $150,000, not just a one-time loan. Withdraw from your line anytime you need funds and only pay for what you take. Cabbage has helped over 100,000 businesses with more than $3 billion in funding. Go to cabbage.com radio or call 888-CABBAGE. That's cabbage with a K, K-A-B-B-A-G-E dot com slash radio. War, poverty, and disaster have left millions of children around the world orphaned, abandoned, alone. When their parents can't be there, SOS Children's Villages is there. SOS Children's Villages is the world's largest nonprofit for orphaned and abandoned children. In 134 countries, including the U.S., SOS Children's Villages provides vulnerable children with a loving and stable family, medical care, and an education. To make a difference in the life of a child, go to sos-usa.org. You're listening to Love Advice with Leanne. Caller, you're on the air. Uh, hi, Leanne. Long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> Why, in your professional opinion, do you never take my calls off the air? Is this Carl? Yep, it's Carl. I mean, we had a few dates. Everything was great, I thought. Uh... Well, you know, when you switch to GEICO, you could save a lot of money on car insurance. 
Okay, awesome. You should call them. I will. Geico, because saving 15% or more on car insurance is always a great answer. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. Playoffs? We'll talk about playoffs? You kidding me? Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by a Hall of Fame sponsor. That'd be Geico, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. You know something? You probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Hey, we want to send a get well message to our friend, a uh, friend of the show, Mike Zimmer, who's the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. He's going to miss OTAs after his eighth, that's right, eighth eye surgery to repair a torn retina. I've had that surgery for a torn retina. Ron, did you have it as well? I'm not sure. Did I did. You? I did. Yeah, I had they, a pretty serious one, actually. They're brutal. Uh, I had three follow-up surgeries. I mean, they really are brutal. And Ron, you can say the same thing. You don't want to. You don't want to go through this. I mean, it's tough. But of course, as you mentioned, me, Ron, because you're the one who suggests I go to an eye specialist. Uh, it beats the alternative. It really does. I mean, you can lose your vision anyway. Um, best of luck, yeah. Mike Zimmer and his recuperation. And keep your head down, Mike. <laughs> I mean it literally. I think Ron, you probably went through it, but that's part of the recovery process. In the last six weeks. With you not raising your head. That was like what I had to do six weeks with not raising your head. And in this exactly. profession, maybe that's a good thing. I had this thing happen. I was at Mass uh, Eye and Ear, most famous eye and ear place in the country. And uh, I got the, the metal thing over one eye. And, they, and yeah. they got me walking down the hallway the first day. True story. And I, I guess at the end where the elevators are. And there's tough luck would have it. The doors open. And there's about 80 of us walking around because it's all these guys with redness. Detached right. redness. And the doors open. And there's my wife. This is why I love her. She looks and she goes, this is like being on Star Trek. <laughs> First thing she said. <laughs> like Not for you, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> but as I, I never forgot when the doctor said, you'll have to just keep your head down. I said, what do you mean, all the time? He goes, yeah, all the time. For how long? Uh, six weeks. Six weeks. The first thing, yeah. literally, I walked out of there. My wife was leading me, walked me into a telephone pole. That's great. <laughs> and if you drop something, you have to wait till somebody got home to pick it up. You can come bend over to pick <laughs> it up. That's right. Terrible. But I, I recognized everyone by their shoes, honestly. Honestly, God, we walked into the park and went, oh, I know you from your loafers. Anyway, um, it's, it's, it's not a good thing. Best of luck to Mike Zimmer. Okay, we have the results of our latest poll. Yeah, well, results of our latest poll. And it's not on Mike Zimmer's NFC North. But on the NFC South and Goose, you had that poll. Um, I guess our readers think that Atlanta's going to buck the trend in that division, huh? Yeah, by overwhelming margin. You know, with 61% of the vote. You know, keep in mind only two of the eight division winners in 2015 repeated in 2016. This is a parity-driven league that likes to spread around the wealth. But our listeners and readers don't see the wealth being shared in the NFC South. Atlanta still owns the vault. Wow. Wow. Well, we had Carolina coach Ron Mavira on this uh, network last week saying that, you know, he thought there was something to that dreaded Super Bowl hangover that losing teams in the Super Bowl suffer the next year. And, Goose, that's right. I mean, obviously Atlanta's going to be trouble, and so are our voters. You buy into that Super Bowl hangover? Yes, I do. And the Falcons have a double dose of it. Not only did they lose at the Super Bowl, they lost it in embarrassing fashion, blowing a 25-point third-quarter lead. I bet when the Falcons go to camp, they'll be thinking about how close they were before letting it slip away. Goose, never embarrassing to lose to Tom Brady. Uh Uh-uh. No. (laughs) No, I I, I think uh, I I agree. I I just think the letdown is so great when you lose that game. I think that's why you end up with so many blowouts. You see teams sort of suddenly realize we're not going to win the game, and they just implode in in many circumstances. And the worst thing is no one will leave you alone. 
you know, guys right. like you two right. guys are just asking. I would never ask such a question, but you two guys are always asking me, hey, what happened? What happened? What happened? You know, and <laughs> <laughs> they lose their you minds. You would never ask that. You would never. No, ask I'd that. put my arm around them and commiserate because that's yeah. one of my things, commiseration. Well, you don't have to ask that question because you cover the Patriots, and they really don't lose those games. <laughs> no, they don't. Um, anyway, Goose, you've replaced that poll with another this week, and that's the AFC West and who's going to win it. Um, seems to me this one really should be wide open. Any of those four teams could win. But if Raider Nation goes to the poll, or maybe if Ron just keeps hitting that button again and again, as he usually does, uh, it could be a landslide. Well, the Broncos won it in 2015. The Chiefs won it in 2016, and you're right. The Raiders loom as the favorite in 2017. No one seems to stay on top long in this division, so I would expect the Raiders to be the heavy favorite. Okay, and well, speaking of that division, and we're talking about the AFC West, there's a lot to cover there, as we do each week with every division. There's been a lot of movement this offseason. Uh, Broncos and Chargers have new coaches. Chargers obviously have a new city. Raiders have a new running back. The Chiefs have potentially a new quarterback, so let's get to the AFC West shuffling now. Um, go start with you. What was the single biggest offseason addition by any team in the AFC West? Marshawn Lynch, Raiders. His legs will make Derek Carr a better quarterback. Ron? Yeah, I, I, I agree with him. I think that it's a gamble, you know, because obviously the last time we saw Marshawn Lynch, uh, he wasn't beast mode. He was least mode. Uh, but I don't think he ever recovered from what they did to him uh, the previous year in, in the Super Bowl when they didn't give him the ball with the, with the game on the line, right. and, and he was uh, they had the best running game in football. And I just think he never recovered from that. Now he's had a year to look at his fish and, you know, sit in his place <laughs> in Oakland. And I think he's he ready to play. Eat Skittles, exactly. <laughs> He's ready to go. Well, speaking of your Raiders, Ron, they had the worst defense in the division a year ago. So, Gooseman, what have they done to convince you the problem to solve, if you are convinced? Well, well they used uh, their first three draft picks on defenders and five of their first six, but that's asking a lot of young defenders to come in and turn this defense around. Well, it is, but I, I think it, it's they, they did that, and they also had uh, – Marcus Edwards missed 14 games last year with a hip injury. They're counting on him to come back and be healthy. You know, they only had 25 sacks last year despite having one of the great pass rushers in the game. Uh, and the wild card in all this, emphasis on the name on wild, is Alden Smith, who's been suspended forever, it seems like, you know. <laughs> uh, but if he does get released, you know, they'll have two really top pass rushers, and that would change everything, And uh, at least until such time as he gets suspended again, which – History says won't take that long, unfortunately. But he could really be, he's really a wild, wild card in this whole thing for the Raiders. Well, Ron, I know you're going to like the sound of this. Let's stay with the Raiders, okay? Yes, let's do that. Yeah. Okay. Well, Oakland went 0 2 against the Chiefs last season, but guess what? Had to bring it up, didn't you? (laughs) Yeah. But they were 12 (laughs) 2 against everyone else, so I did have to bring that up as well. Um, And that's why Kansas City went to the playoffs as the division champion, and the Raiders went as the wild card. So, Ron. What in the heck do the Chiefs have over the Raiders? What's the hold they've got? You know, it's a, it's a damn good question. I don't really know. You know, obviously the long-time rivalry. And uh, in, in those games, uh, I watched both of them. Kansas City just made fewer mistakes, you know. and, and uh, But, you know, Kansas City also, in my mind, did nothing to really improve themselves this year in the offseason where I think Oakland did. And I think the addition of Lynch will help them against a team like Kansas City, you know, whose running game is probably going in the opposite direction, frankly. Ron, Mr. Yes. Offense. Yes. Chiefs play defense. Defense is rewarded in this division. Chiefs led the league with 38 takeaways last season. That's why they were division champion. Defense. Just well, speaking defense. of defense, the Broncos Old have the best defense in the division. Only two other teams allowed fewer points, guys, last season. Yet, Denver's problem, of course, uh, they were offensively challenged. That's being kind. With that in mind, were you surprised Ron, John Elway, would have hired Vance Joseph, a defensive coach, 
and friend of the show now as his head coach? You know, not really, only because, you know, you, how many times have we seen this, guys, where they have an offensive-minded coach, the next coach they hire is a defensive coach. They have a disciplinarian, the next guy is, they is, is party-hardy guy, you know. I mean, they just seem to go back and forth. And they had Kubiak there as an offensive coach, uh, and now they go in the opposite direction. I mean, it's a little odd, as you point out, because of their problems, but I just think right. it's a pattern we see a lot. Sequence, Ron. Start back. Josh McDaniels, offense. John Fox defense, Gary Kubiak offense, and yeah. Joseph defense. It's in the sequence. Great minds think they're like. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, one last question, guys, for you great minds. Who wins that quarterback competition in Denver? Trevor Simeon or Paxton Lynch? Goose? Well, Lynch has the upside that Simeon lacks. He was a first-round pick. Simeon a seventh. It'll be Lynch. Ron? Yeah, I think it may not be Lynch uh, in the first game of the season, but I think it's going to be Lynch pretty quickly. I mean, that's the way they have to go. Okay. Well, the way we have to go is to commercial. Now that we know what the AFC West is all about, we're going to hear from a Hall of Famer from that division. That would be former San Diego star Ron Mix. He's coming up right after this. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. Want a bright start to summer? Ask Sherwin-Williams during the National Painting Week sale and save 30% on paints and stains, May 19th through the 29th. With colors like pool blue, organic green, and daffodil, we've got everything you need to add a splash of color. Your neighborhood Sherwin-Williams paint store is right around the corner. Find it at sherwinwilliams.com save. Retail sales only. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Welcome to Geico's Motorcycle Meanderings. Oh, man, this is great. I sure saved a lot of money by switching to Geico. I scored some big savings, and now I can use their mobile app 24-7 for all sorts of stuff. Life just makes sense now. You know what doesn't make sense? If a car is called a horseless carriage, why isn't a motorcycle called a horseless horse? Hmm. Maybe it would just be adding insult to injury for the out-of-work horses. Geico Motorcycle. Savings that make sense. Here's a little ditty about that John Deere mower deck that mows faster, better. It's not how fast you mow, my friends, it's how well you mow fast. If you just mow fast but your yard looks bad, then you got a lot of ugly grass. You need a John Deere to take care of your yard, you need a Z-Track Z345 home. It's not how fast you mow, my friends, it's how well you mow fast. The XL deck's got more capacity for yards like yours that get to grassity. Want to mow well in the higher gear, see a John Deere dealer, nothing runs like a deer. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. If you're an entrepreneur, you have better things to do than reapply for funding every time you need capital. With Cabbage, you can be approved for a line of credit of up to $150,000, not just a one-time loan. Withdraw from your line anytime you need funds and only pay for what you take. Cabbage has helped over 100,000 businesses with more than $3 billion in funding. Go to cabbage.com radio or call 888-CABBAGE. That's cabbage with a K, K-A-B-B-A-G-E dot com slash radio. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge. Talk of Fame Network is sponsored by GEICO, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com. And you know what? You probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Well, I used to work in San Diego, and I covered the Chargers for the Union Tribune, which used to be the uh, San Diego Tribune, but they merged the Union and the Tribune, and uh, linemen there, where the Chargers were and are, always compared to our next guest, Ron Mix. 
Ron was an all-AFL tackle eight times and an all-AFL guard once, a guy who competed in eight AFL All-Star games, five title games, and was called for only two, two holding penalties in 10 years. No surprise, of course. He's in the Hall of Fame. And I think, Ron, I think you were the second AFL player admitted after uh, Lance Allworth, right? I mean, Lance, I think, was 78. You were 79. I've got to go. I have to call Geico. <laughs> you should have done it 15 minutes and ago, also, Ron. Anyway, thanks for being also, here. <laughs> I'm still simmering over those two calls. Those referees, they, sh- they should have been kicked out of the league for those bad calls. Well, that's what I wanted to ask you about first. I mean, two holding penalties in 10 years. How does that happen? And do you remember who you held? Uh, no, but I do. Re- I, I mean, I, I remember the two calls. Uh, the, the truth was, this is going to sound holier than thou, but I really did not hold. It wasn't that I was good at holding, and so they didn't detect me. I really didn't hold. I played at a, uh, at a time where I was kind of fortunate in that uh, I was uh, an intense weightlifter at a time when very few football players lifted weights. And so I was really probably one of the strongest guys in football. And I also worked out year-round at a time when most guys would use training camp to get in condition. How can I put it? I was really quite good and didn't have to hold, but also our line coach, Joe Madrill, the Chargers, if anybody held, a lineman held, he, he would just give him hell. He said, you lost us 15 yards. You realize you're a lineman. You never touch the ball. You're never going to gain us back those 15 yards. And so he drove it home. They didn't want us to hold. Ron, you were chosen in the first round of the 1960 draft by the world champion Baltimore Colts, and you had a chance to play with Unitas, yet you signed with the AFL. Why? Well, the the, the Colts offered me uh, a one-year contract at $7,500 a year plus a one-year signing, or a $1,000 signing bonus. The Chargers, in those days, we didn't have agents. The Chargers offered a two-year guaranteed contract at 24000 a year uh, plus a $5,000 signing bonus. And I told Carol Rosenblum I'd rather play for the Colts. I said, just give me a one-year contract at $10,000 and a $2,000 signing bonus because I wanted to get a car. And he said, Ron, that's Johnny Unitas money. That would, <laughs> And you know he was telling the truth. He said, that is close to Johnny Unitas money. That would throw off our entire salary structure. <clears throat> Look, that league's going to fold anywhere in a year, so we'll see you next year. <laughs> then, about then about, about three years later, I read in the newspaper, he was interviewed. He said, you know, at the time I was talking to Mix, I didn't know he was Jewish. If I had known that, I would have signed him because we have a big <laughs> Jewish population. <laughs> Your first season, you were a member of the Los Angeles Chargers, and now the team is moving back after all those years in San Diego. How do you feel about that? You know, I'm really sorry to see them go. I really am. The, I mean, I understand from a, a business standpoint. I don't blame the Spanish family. They lived up to their, their lease with, in, with San Diego. They got a right to move the team. Most of the fans in San Diego are very upset about it because they feel, you know, we're told all the time we'd be loyal fans, show up whether they win or lose, be loyal, be loyal. And look, then they bail out the first chance they got to make more money I, I don't really feel that feel that way losing the team is really uh, I think that the city loses something that's intangible uh, that can't be measured and that is it just gives 
people something to do, something to talk about, get them arrested from their regular lives. It gives uh, kids uh, uh, heroes to try to emulate. And most most professional athletes really are decent people with good set of values. And I think the community is going to be sadder for the loss. Uh, the people who want to see them uh, do do bad, they're going to be disappointed. They're going to do fine in Los Angeles. I've watched soccer games at the StubHub Center. It's a great little venue to go watch a sporting event. And the Chargers, frankly, they're going to be a better team than the Rams, and they're going to build a bigger fan base, I think. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Ron. In fact, I'm, I'm going to be out there in San Diego next month. I'm going to the last mini camp there. I want to make sure I got there to see it because uh, – Breaks my heart that they're going north, but I agree with you. I think they're going to do fine up there. Um, we're speaking with Hall of Famer Ron Mix on the Talk of Fame Network and former Charger Ron Mix on the Talk of Fame Network. And you can find us on the web at talkoffamenetwork.com or on Twitter at, at talkoffamenet. And, Ron, <clears throat> we've been talking here about guys from the AFL who should be in the Hall of Fame, but they're not. If you had to choose one who's not in the Hall of Fame but should be in the Hall of Fame, who would it be? I think it would be... Russ Washington, uh, but he, he, he was a combination AFL and uh, NFL, but Russ Washington, I mean, you know, I, candidly, I, uh, I'm the worst person to, to ask because I, I don't have an intimate knowledge of all the players. And I think if you had told me a group of players that are not yet in, I think that would work. So I can only answer from my observations of being a Charger fan and watching the Chargers and being an Oakland Raider fan and watching the uh, – the Oakland Raiders. We had Lance Allworth on here, and I think the guy he mentioned was Hadel. Well, see, there you go. And, and you know, John was a, he's a great leader. He had a certain intangibles that, again, you can't measure just by uh, looking at somebody's overall statistics. I remember his rookie his rookie year, he was a backup quarterback. And um, to show you his leadership qualities, uh, so he got in. We were ahead like about 30 points, and it was a Super hot day, must have been 100 degrees, and we were just all wiped out. And then they send in John to do the last series of plays to get him a little experience, and he starts throwing the ball, and we're back in the hunt, and we're just totally wiped out. All we wanted to do was run a few plays and run the clock out. I said, John, just run the plays. He said, shut up, Mix. I'm the quarterback. Now, here's what was important about that. I was captain of the team. He told the captain of the team – to shut up, but I did because he was right. The quarterback runs the runs the thing, but he as a rookie, he he took over and he he was a great leader. Uh, he always came through for the team. I second that with uh, uh, with Lance. Ron, nineteen of the twenty-two players selected the NFL's All-Decade team are enshrined in Canton. Yet only nine of the twenty-two from the AFL's all-time team are enshrined. Was there that much of a disparity between the two leagues in the sixties? No, there really wasn't. There was um, initially there was a disparity between. Here's what happened. Uh, remember what I told you about Carol Rosenblum? Yeah. That's, uh, that he felt the league was the fail. That's how the owners felt for like the first four years. All the NFL owners. The result was that the AFL <clears throat> signed about 75 percent of the top college players the first four years, and divided them up among eight teams. The NFL was dividing up the remaining. 25% among 14 teams. The AFL had the finest young talent in football. They absolutely did. The finest young talent in football. Then, finally, the, the NFL saw that that league was not going to fail, and they started getting competitive, and the nice thing was salaries took a, 
a big leap. But all the, the, the main difference was really that the first few years, the, uh, um, the Green Bay Packers, when they started playing, they were just a superior team to, to anybody. When they won the first two years, everybody thought of the Super Bowls. Everybody thought that proved just how superior the NFL was. It didn't. It proved how superior Green Bay was. And then the third year, the New York Jets won. The media wouldn't give us that. I was just so thrilled that they won, they won the Super Bowl. But the media said biggest upset of all time, blah, blah, blah. Then the fourth year, Kansas City Chiefs obliterated Minnesota and shut them up. Hey, Ron, thanks so much for your time. Really enjoyed it. And uh, best of luck with that MLS team coming to San Diego. I love watching them. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know about that. I, uh, <laughs> you know, here, but here's the thing. I'm going to close with this. San Diego's going to get an NFL team. Yeah, I agree. It's going it's, it's to happen. And, um, I mean, I, I don't know when, but it's just, it's just logical that it's going to happen. Yeah. Ron, thanks again. Really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks, Ron. That was Hall of Famer Ron Mix. Up next, it's Dr. Data. This is the Talk of Fame Network. This is Paul Warfield, and you're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Want a bright start to summer? Ask Sherwin-Williams during the National Painting Week sale and save 30% on paints and stains May 19th through the 29th. With colors like pool blue, organic green, and daffodil, we've got everything you need to add a splash of color. Your neighborhood Sherwin-Williams paint store is right around the corner. Find it at sherwinwilliams.com save. Retail sales only. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Thinking about your summer vacation? Toes in the sand. Hiking the trails. Taking a dip in the pool. Days In can help you get there. With over 1,600 locations, no matter where your travels take you, there's always a Days In nearby. Bask in the sun and save now on your fun-filled vacation at Days In. Stay two nights and save 20%. Plus earn 1,000 Wyndham Rewards bonus points when you book at DaysIn.com. Terms and conditions apply. Here's a little ditty about that John Deere mower deck that mows faster, better. Not how fast you mow, my friends, it's how well you mow fast. If you just mow fast, but your yard looks bad, then you got a lot of ugly grass. You need a John Deere to take care of your yard. You need a Z-Track Z345 home. It's not how fast you mow, my friends, it's how well you mow fast. The XL deck's got more capacity for yards like yours that get to grass. If you want to mow well in the higher gear, see a John Deere dealer, nothing runs like a deer. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. If you're an entrepreneur, you have better things to do than reapply for funding every time you need capital. With Cabbage, you can be approved for a line of credit of up to $150,000, not just a one-time loan. Withdraw from your line anytime you need funds and only pay for what you take. Cabbage has helped over 100,000 businesses with more than $3 billion in funding. Go to cabbage.com radio or call 888-CABBAGE. That's cabbage with a K, K-A-B-B-A-G-E dot com slash radio. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. When you start telling me it doesn't matter, then retire. Get out. Talk of Fame Network sponsored by GEICO, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com. And you probably, probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Uh, we have another sad note to pass along, and, and that's the death of Hall of Famer Cortez Kennedy, who passed away Tuesday at the age of 48. 
Um, I remember him well. Uh, he was a star defensive tackle with the Seattle Seahawks. I lived in San Diego, covered the Chargers. The Seahawks were in the same division, so I'm twice a year. He was named eight Pro Bowls, first team All-Pro three times, all-decade choice, and was the league's 1992 Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, he also set a Seattle record, franchise record, with 100 straight starts. And, and Ron, a really stunning development. Um, great player and, and died way too soon. Yeah, oh, no question, Clark, you know, 48 years old. And obviously, uh, I, you know, he had weight issues. He was always a big guy. I remember the first time I ever yeah. saw him. First time I ever saw him, Clark, butt naked in the visitor's locker room uh, <laughs> the day before they were playing the Raiders. And I saw him from the back, you know. I was there, I was, and I said to myself, this is the guy they keep telling me, this guy? And then the next day, he was moving like Barishnikov on the field. It was <laughs> unbelievable that a guy yeah, that big could, was that good an athlete. It was incredible. Yeah, yeah. Really sad. And a great guy, by the way. Yep, he was. Well, there's the signal that another great guy, that'd be Dr. Data, a.k.a. Rick Gosselin, is waiting to educate us with this week's editorial. Dr. Data, brought to you by Cabbage. Yep, Cabbage, small business loans for the real world. Learn more at Cabbage.com. And, Ron, that's Cabbage with a K. Like so, Doc, what's up? Well, guys, all 32 NFL teams are into their off-season programs this month, building toward a season and a potential run at a Super Bowl. But only 31 teams have an optimistic, much less realistic shot at reaching the Super Bowl. The only team that does not is the Minnesota Vikings. This is not to discount the talent on the Vikings. They finished 8-8 eight eight a year ago and used free agency to upgrade the offensive line and also landed a potential Rookie of the Year candidate and running back Dalvin Cook in the draft. Still, the Vikings have no shot at a Lombardi Trophy. The lowly Rams have a shot. So do the Bills. And so do the Super Bowl-starved Browns and Lions. But not the Vikings. Why? Because the 2018 Super Bowl will be played in Minneapolis at U.S. Bank Stadium, the home of the Vikings. And in the previous 51 Super Bowls, no team has ever played for the championship on its home field. In fact, only seven teams even qualified for playoffs in years when the Super Bowl was contested on their home field. Only two of those seven qualified as a division champion, and not a one of the seven reached the conference title game. Now, the Rams went to Super Bowl when the game was held in Southern California in 1979, but that was played in Pasadena, which wasn't the home of the Rams. And the 49ers won a Super Bowl when the game was played in the Bay Area in 1984, but that one was played at Stanford, which also wasn't the home of the 49ers. Now subtract the six Super Bowls played on neutral fields. At least 45 Super Bowls where NFL teams had a chance to win a Lombardi Trophy at home. The average finish of those 45 teams was 7-9. and nine. So it would be wise for the Vikings to build for 2018. They have no shot in 2017. Well, Doc, uh, is this just some sort of statistical uh, happenstance, or do you believe there's really a case of home field disadvantage on these teams uh, when they're playing with a chance to play at home? Well, you look at the teams that have no shot of ever getting the Super Bowl, New England, Pittsburgh, Green Bay, Denver. They've won 18 of the Super Bowls. Usually the, the, the Super Bowl goes to the warm weather cities, the dome cities, and those aren't the best teams right now. Well, there is a signal that we're going to the two-minute drill, and Goose, you got it again, so take it away. Jerry Jones is the only current NFL owner in the Hall of Fame. Who's the next owner to be enshrined in Canton? Tom Brady owns the league. His boss, Robert Kraft, he saved football in New England and avoided the entire AFC having to be realigned to satisfy the networks if Boston went dark. 
if LeBron James was a football player, what position would he play? Be a dime DB, so he wouldn't have to play every down. He'd be a tight end. Gronk with verve. If Aaron Judge was a football player, what position would he play? With a name like Judge, anywhere he wants. <laughs> Come on, Hunter, he's a baseball player. If Sidney Crosby was a football player, what position would he play? Quarterback, more concussions. Come on, middle linebacker, he's a f hockey player. If Rory McIlroy was a football player, what position would he play? Putter, I mean punter. Come on, he's a golfer, injured reserve. <laughs> <laughs> Colin Kaepernick, Colin Farrell, or Colin Montgomery? Colonoscopy. Goose, I think you know what I'm talking about. Yes, sir. <laughs> Ouch. Colin Powell, we need a leader. RG3, Three Dog Night, or 3D? Three and out. Three amigos. Us, not them. Kyle Long has moved from right tackle to right guard to left guard in his three seasons with the Bears. Where does he go next? Home. Exactly. Left out. Who's the best offensive coordinator in the NFL? Tom Brady. No. Who's ever doing what Tom Brady tells him to do? Please, that'd be Tom Brady. Who's the best defensive coordinator? Bill Belichick. Unbelievable. We agree twice in a row. You really think that bearded guy with a pencil behind his ear is running anything except out for coffee? I'm worried. Green with me. If assistant coaches were eligible for the Hall of Fame, who would be your first nominee? Okay, Ron, try this. Ernie Zampezi. Stamper, that's a good one, but I got a better one. Bud Carson, he put the steel in the steel curtain. How soon before Los Angeles warms up to the Chargers? I don't know, with global climate change? Uh, never. Uh, in Front Runner City, I say as soon as they win something, which is going to take a long while. We'd like to thank Vance Joseph, Ron Mix, and John Turney for joining us, Derek Burns for producing us, and you for listening to us. If you'd like to hear this or any podcast, just go to our website, that'd be talkoffamenetwork.com, or look for us on iTunes or your podcast app. Otherwise, tune into this station at this time and on this day next week. We'll be here. So will the Cowboys' Dak Prescott. We hope you will be, too. This is Dak Prescott, and you're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Want a bright start to summer? Ask Sherwin-Williams during the National Painting Week sale and save 30% on paints and stains, May 19th through the 29th. With colors like pool blue, organic green, and daffodil, we've got everything you need to add a splash of color. Your neighborhood Sherwin-Williams paint store is right around the corner. Find it at sherwinwilliams.com save. Retail sales only. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. The crack of the bat, the cheer of the fans, basking in the sun on a summer day. Save now at Days Inn when you see your favorite team play. With over 1,600 locations, there's always a Days Inn nearby. Home or away with friends or family, bask in the sun at Days Inn. Stay two nights and save 20%, plus earn 1,000 Wyndham Rewards bonus points when you book at DaysInn.com. Terms and conditions apply. Here's a little ditty about that John Deere mower deck that mows faster, better. It's not how fast you mow, my friends, it's how well you mow fast. If you just mow fast but your yard looks bad, then you got a lot of ugly grass. You need a John Deere to take care of your yard. You need a Z-Track Z345 home. It's not how fast you mow, my friends, it's how well you mow fast. The XL deck's got more capacity for yards like yours that get to grassity. Want to mow well in the higher gear? See a John Deere dealer, nothing runs like a deer. 
Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. If you're an entrepreneur, you have better things to do than reapply for funding every time you need capital. With Cabbage, you can be approved for a line of credit of up to $150,000, not just a one-time loan. Withdraw from your line anytime you need funds and only pay for what you take. Cabbage has helped over 100,000 businesses with more than $3 billion in funding. Go to cabbage.com slash radio or call 888-CABBAGE. That's cabbage with a K, K-A-B-B-A-G-E dot com slash radio.